This is Carl. This is Mark. And this is Sarah. And this is Retrograding. This is Retrograding, the show where three 90s kids give adult looks to our favorite childhood films. This month, uh, as a treat for March, we are going back and revisiting The Luck of the Irish, the Disney Channel original film that Mark never saw. This was my pick, uh, so Mark has a timer ready. And I'm going to give you guys a quick rundown of a plot in our 60-second synopsis. So, Mark, give me a countdown, and I guarantee I won't get this and in ready, 60 go. seconds. Oh, God! <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Kyle is a popular junior high school basketball star with a lucky coin that really works. When pressured to perform at the Heritage Festival, he realizes he knows nothing of his family past. When his parents won't say where they came from, Kyle sees his coin symbol on a poster for an Irish festival. There, he meets an old man and gets knocked down during a performance. Afterwards, Kyle finds everything is suddenly difficult for him, and he's gotten shorter. When he gets home, his shrunken mother reveals she's a leprechaun, and these changes indicate their luck, a.k.a. Kyle's coin has been stolen. She suspects the old man, Kyle's grandfather, Riley O'Reilly, but when they find him, he's upset the coin is gone and tells them the real thief was the lead performer of the festival, Seamus McDiernan. They track down Seamus and Kyle retrieves the coin, but his grandpa gets greedy and is caught by Seamus, so Kyle makes a bet that he's better at sports for his coin and his grandpa's freedom. Seamus challenges Kyle to traditional Irish sports and refuses to concede when they tie, claiming Kyle is no better, just equal. Kyle makes another bet for his own freedom on a basketball game without his luck. With Seamus trapped in the land of his father, if Kyle wins, they teleport to the junior high school final game where Kyle plays against Seamus and his crew disguised as students. With little confidence, uh, with a little confidence, the help of his friends, Kyle wins the game and the bet. <laughs> Kyle reveals to Seamus that the land his father is not Ireland, but in fact Ohio, and the shocked Seamus blasts off to Lake Erie. With luck restored, Kyle performs at the Heritage Festival with ease. The end. <laughs> I can. I. I'm gonna uh, give it a 90 that. second synopsis now. <laughs> Man, I tried to edit that thing down so much. I rewrote that thing maybe three different times, and this is like. To get it down to that, I had to cut out all the side characters. And you said and nothing is, about like, potato chips. Yeah, nothing about potato chips, uh, nothing about his friends, nothing about really <laughs> anything. And this is not a complicated plot. It's a Disney Channel original film. There's not a lot going on. Uh, I'm just super bad at this part of the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, let's go into long I don't know, form. but you fit in most of the plot, though. Like, when I cut things down to make it fit, sometimes I just mm-hmm. try to cut it to the main story and cut out a bunch of other stuff, but then we have to talk about it later, so... And then I just say nonsense. Yeah. That's true. You make it up on the fly, which is always impressive. Anywho, let's go into long form, things we saw as adults that we may have missed as children. The whole movie! <laughs> Sarah, you saw this when it was airing I on Disney Channel, right? Multiple times. Yeah, I feel like this one was always on uh, Halloween Town. I saw a bunch. Brink is my touchstone for uh, Smart Disney House, Channel. I watched yeah, a sure. lot. Xenon. Oh, Girl of the 21st Century, of course. 
Now, this was 2001 when this came Correct. out. I want to say that we didn't have Disney Channel when I was in school, so I wouldn't have had a chance to see it, even if I wanted to. Also, this would have been about the right time period for you guys, because he was supposed to be in middle school. Right, he's to supposed plot, to be a junior high been, school student. Depending on the time of year that this came out, I would have been just about to graduate from high school, <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, far too uh, mature for this period yeah, of the time. Right. That, uh -huh. Well, you know, you hit that, there's a certain point where suddenly you're, you're a teenager and you're too cool for the little kid Disney movies anymore. 2002, I would have been 13. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I was born the same year. I was exactly the same age. Um, <laughs> exactly the yeah. same. Yeah, but Mar I know what you mean, Mark, where there's that period in high school where you start shunning, like, your childhood favorite films. Like, you don't want to watch uh, your animated Disney films that you grew up with, of uh, the Disney Renaissance. But then, like, when you get to college, it all comes flying back because mm -hmm. people just want those touchstones again. This doesn't happen as much with girls. Ah. Uh, well, yes, things are expected more of boys. We're supposed to grow up and be mature or something. I don't know. I, I think we're whatever. just, girls are allowed to like cute things for longer. Yeah, yeah, boys aren't allowed to like cute things. We have to like gross things like bugs. I remember in <laughs> high school. Bugs and cars. In, we had choir study cars hall, so which was just study hall in the choir room. And us watching for a good week, just the high school musical, like <laughs> three or four times. Oh no, that's, I mean, huh, that was one of the more popular ones, but like, I never got into high school. I'm musical. pretty sure uh, I know most one. of the plot and I have never seen that movie. The first one I was into, because uh, it was directed and choreographed and stuff by Kenny Ortega, who also did uh, Newsies and, um, oh, Hocus Pocus. And so oh, I was obsessed God. with it. And also, at the time, I was real in love with Zac Efron. I think everyone was in love with Zac Efron at the time. I just called him Zeph. Zeph Efron? Is that <laughs> his name? <laughs> the second one I watched, I didn't see beyond that. Uh, but the first one... All right. Uh, well, let's, let's get to this <laughs> film and Ryan Merriman. We've gone through the whole history of uh, Disney Channel original movies. But I think this is very much like, this is quintessential, like, what Disney was trying to do with Disney original films. I think this was where, in, in the point when they had, like, one a month they were coming out with. Yeah, where there's, there's some magical or otherworldly element. It's a young child dealing with problems kind of on his own, settling problems in his family, what have you. But also, like... This film is very unoffensive, which I feel like is exactly Disney's brand with uh, the Disney Channel original films. Yeah, uh, well, so my feeling towards a lot of the Disney Channel original stuff is that usually it's not great. <laughs> or, you yeah. know, like, it, it oh, no, has that stigma to it. But I felt like this one was actually one of the better Disney Channel original things that I've seen. I liked it less the thing i noticed that i didn't notice going up i almost found it offensive in how unoffensive it was trying to be it was yes, very yes, yes. watered down well after school special yeah it, i, it I like, thought it was fit it wasn't like yes, offensive but it mean. felt very preachy about yes being it was offensive. very like when it was right. like doing the plot and stuff it was fine whenever his friend 
love interest Bonnie was like, yeah, let's stop yeah. doing the plot and, and let's stop acting and look at the camera. She has so many inspiring speeches. I feel bad for her because she's not a bad actress. Especially by, like, Disney standards. Oh, sure. But for some reason, her character got all of the moments where it's like, let's stop acting for a minute, like, face the camera and say, here's the message of the movie. Except then it has, like, three different messages because she does that multiple times yeah, and, and they're all different. She says <laughs> all of them. To be fair, Ryan Merriman also has some terrible lines in this. Oh, so many. So many that, like, he says to himself and not to another character. But let's talk about Bonnie as a character oh, in this. Because she wasn't in my synopsis. She's the uh, the trope of, like, an overachieving uh, junior high school student who is trying to get into college already. What was her thing? Is she, like, not advanced placement or whatever? That thing that young academic achievers. something. Oh, young achievers or whatever. Which I'm not, is that a thing that actually exists or is it a group no. that is just made up no, no, for? No, no, no. That is a generic term that Disney made up. Well, it's, it's not just Disney that uses it. But it's whenever they need, like, a fill-in thing to show this character is smart. It's like, young achievers. I'm pretty sure I've heard of that before. Maybe it just was your school that didn't have it. Uh, I, did I didn't not. have this specific program. Um, we had the Excel program, uh, which had, I remember as a kid. We had G&T, which was gifted and talented. Talking about the Excel program made me think of a specific quote I have on a t-shirt somewhere, uh, which was something about it. it's about your... Microsoft Office? I got it. It's your attitude, not your aptitude, <gasps> that determines your altitude. Oh no! Oh no! I remember that <laughs> quote! Uh-huh. Yeah. It's probably on a poster with, like, a plane on it. Oh, and, absolutely. like, the guidance counselor's office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would picture, it's just one of those inspirational posters where it's just, like, a picture of the sky. I only got called into the guidance counselor's office once, and it was to tell me my PSA T scores, well, if you'd done good enough in the second part as you did in the first part, you would have been one of the National Honor Scholarship people. And I'm like, thanks. I could have gone my whole life not knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you weren't you were, good enough. You were You were so close to being good enough, but I needed to tell you you're just not good enough. You were almost good enough. And I'm like, I didn't need to know that. I could have just been happy with thinking I was average, but... <laughs> yeah, it's not even the silver medal. Where, like, they talk about Olympic athletes, how silver's the worst because you almost got gold. It's like, you were fourth place. You almost made the podium. <laughs> I was just like... I don't know if that was supposed to be motivation to do better in that section. It was not. And it turned out much later I had a learning disability. <laughs> and so being like, you're just bad at this was not helping. <laughs> Anyway, uh, talking about Bonnie, um, <laughs> I don't... body. <laughs> yeah, talking about Bonnie's body. Whoa. I don't understand her character in this, because, um... like, she is not quite his friend, and not really in a relationship with the main character. She just kind of keeps showing up and insulting him to his face repeatedly. And I wondered about that, so... She seems like she's one of these people that just shows up because she's in charge of so much stuff that she's trying to, like, hey, I need you to figure out your your heritage so we can talk about it for this Heritage Day ceremony thing. And then she keeps showing... The Heritage Festival is something we're all aware of and participated in as children, where we had to present oh, yeah. our family heritage on stage alone. 
Yeah. Um, but the, like, You know, that common thing everyone's done. This could have been a really easy fix. It could have. All Mark, they needed... Sorry, oh, sorry, I cut you off. Uh, Please go ahead. Well, no, I just think she shows up and I, it felt to me like, well, she's just in charge of this stuff, so that's why she's going around asking everybody. But then she kept showing up as if they were close friends and it seemed like they were supposed to be like romantic interest or something but then nothing ever happened from that either so yeah i don't really know what stared longingly at her sometimes yeah Yeah, to me the the impression i got and i don't know if this is something the film was trying to get across but how i felt about her character was she was in to Ryan, who isn't Ryan in this, he's Kyle. She was in <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> um, <laughs> she was in the Zephron. Uh, so she's into Kyle, but Kyle's like this big man about campus, athlete, whatever, seems unreachable. And so to try to pal around with him to get a rapport, she's playing like, oh, we're good friends, I can tease you. But she pushes it too far every single time. Where, like, they meet in the computer lab where Ryan is trying to Google, well, not even Google, it's some generic search engine, uh, his family history. She's like, oh, a jock using a computer. This is a site. And then when he can't get what he wants, he's like, oh, scoot over. I can do this. You know, and this has not much to do with the plot, but I definitely remember those exact computers being in labs all the time. Oh, yeah. The colored <laughs> iMacs oh, is yes. what those were. Yeah, yeah. But final note is, like, she's clearly into him, because later in the film, when they're at the potato factory, he falls down an unmarked tube, uh, which turns out to be fine, because it's just for the waste, and it doesn't go into, like, a shredder or whatever, and without knowing where he's gone, she jumps down the tube after him to kind of catch up and make sure he's safe. Well, we need to discuss that scene anyway, well, but we'll get there later. But here's yeah. the easy fix they could have done. Set them up more as rivals so that they're both the kind of top of the school, but in different categories. He's the right. like popular one who's gotten to the top of his um, clique by basically doing nothing. And she's the smart isn't that uh, basically type. what they did? But they didn't have the antagonism between them. She just yeah. showed up and it was like, oh, stuff is happening. If there had been more fight and arguments between them before then, and then when they get to the potato chip factory and he has to use her to get into the tour, and then suddenly she's brought into the adventure, I think it would have been more sense if her arguing with him about him being too lazy to do his work for the event and him getting everything he wants when she works so hard to get everything, and they were more rivals, and that whole love-hate rivalry thing that you see in so many, like, teen movies, that had been their initial setup, it would have worked so much more, and then they're forced to work together when they get to that middle adventure part. But instead, she was just like, it didn't seem, even when she was, like, berating him, like she really cared that much that she was mad at him or anything. Right, she seems mad at him because... He gets to play basketball, and she wants to play basketball, yeah. but can't because of her dad. But I I like, they had a little bit of the rivalry, and I agree with you, they should have pursued it more, where she has a legitimate argument that, like, she works really hard to get the success that she has, and he skates through life on luck. He thinks, oh, high school is easy, because he doesn't have to try, and literally everything is handed to him. Yeah, maybe this is a miscasting thing where their Bonnie should have been a little more neurotic 
instead of she was very easygoing and didn't seem like that type A overachiever like yeah i think i think i know what you mean where like she doesn't seem overwhelmed at all she always seems like she has a handle on what she's doing yeah. she, she's not reese witherspoon in election who's like Ev i have to get everything perfect and the fact that you're doing it without like having a breakdown makes me angry uh, sort of okay. thing and she's just like yeah, I've got all this stuff, but aside from the fact that I can't b play basketball, everything's cool. The fact that I'm, like, the head of, like, five committees is totally fine. I just wish I could play basketball as well. Like, that's more her attitude. But if she's just as, like, cool and chill as Ryan is and the only conflict is she wants to play basketball, there isn't that difference between their personalities. Right. And when they, uh, when she decides to go with him to retrieve his family's luck or whatever, it, it seems very artificial. That, like, she would jump on the bandwagon. It seemed very much like, oh, we need we need this actress in this scene. I guess, yes, you're you're now a part of the team. Let's go. We, we <laughs> need to have that that main character, best friend, character of the opposite gender trio that all the Disney things have. Yes. You, you gotta have the trio uh, of the the main charismatic leader, the um, the side character who is both smart and comic relief, and the girl. And and if it's the other way around, it's the the pretty nice female main character, the tomboy best friend, and then the love interest. And there's ah, your trio. Right, right. Ah, classic tropes. <laughs> I was the tomboy best friend. <laughs> oh, I was I was the sidekick smart funny guy though not that funny or smart i just wasn't in the trio <laughs> wait guys are we that trio oh, no. none of us not the love interest but this this story <laughs> didn't have the love interest is my point it, yeah it didn't really uh i'm actually the bad leprechaun from psych oh okay i'm the i'm the lady leprechaun um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, and Mark is the old man. <laughs> that's, uh, you know what? That's fine with me because he was actually my favorite character of this whole thing. I He's was going to say the adult characters are way better than the kid characters. Now, Kyle, that's not now. Okay, so the characters, but the, now as far as teenage acting goes, these they were really good. I thought. Yes, as far like but the Disney characters themselves pretty were good at finding young actors who can act. To a certain degree, uh, I would say Ryan Merriman is not great at an Irish accent, or this was like the one take they did and they didn't reshoot. I would say it could have been much, much worse, but yeah. I gave it about a five. It's middle of the road. Yeah. The other thing I took from this film being non-offensive was like, Ryan Merriman is not Irish. He's doing an Irish accent throughout this and like the mom i don't know if she's an irish actor or not but she's doing an irish accent and like it the thought occurred to me and i just want to bring this to the table for discussion take it or leave it that like if they had done a different nation's accent would have been super racist oh real bad like if you do it's something weird that i've noticed with i if i do an irish accent or i do an english accent totally fine I would never do an Indian accent or a Chinese accent because that's racist. Whereas, like, it's interesting to me which parts of the world are acceptable to do accents of. 
And maybe that is just like a heritage thing where if you're Caucasian, any part of Europe is fine. But you can't go to the Middle East. And maybe if you're from India, you can do any Asian accent and that's fine. I got no thought. I, I don't know anything about the actors themselves either. I, although... I was wondering if that's part of the reason that... So, the mother went into the accent quick, pretty quick at the beginning and was in it for most of the movie. He was kind of... Since he was in transition phase, he would speak mostly English, and then every now and then there'd be, like, a couple words would come in in an accent, and then he would correct himself because he doesn't want that. So, I, I don't know if they were doing it that way on purpose to cover for him not having a good accent, or if that was just part of the whole transitioning from human to leprechaun or something. <laughs> uh, part of it to me did seem like it was playing on puberty trope where like your voice changes and squeaks and like during his changes sometimes he would slip into the Irish action like do you feel a wee bit? Uh, as if he was creaking with his body changing yeah. into a leprechaun. The conceit being, like, in three days, he would be as small as three inches. And they said it took, it was taking longer for him because he's only half leprechaun. Right, but also super long for the grandpa because it's hard for an old man to change. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess because he's been in the human form. Here's a question. How old is Kyle's mom? Over a hundred. Yeah. Because she, she talks about the Irish immigration uh, and how Irish were discriminated against when they came to America. Is this gonna be some, like, Twilight thing where she outlives the dad and is just sad and lonely and, the, or, like, the dad's gonna be, like, this old man and she's gonna look the same? Yes. Presumably they both would. I mean, he's only half Irish, but he would still probably live longer than a normal human. Not not the son, the dad. Yeah, I, no, 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 yes, I'm saying they both would live longer than the dad. Where's her mom? Did she die in a leprechaun accident? The grandmother's still alive. The great-grandmother. Because she said something about swearing on my mother's grave, and he's like, your mother's not dead. Your mother's still in Ireland. Hmm. Yeah, I. the thought that occurred to me is like, when did the dad meet the mom and like when did they have the discussion like oh i'm a leprechaun and he believed her and then decided to continue and marry her the dad might be my favorite character just because of his i'm from cleveland <laughs> so the other part that made me think of the the racism which is where my brain got on the accents and whatnot was when kyle is asking about his heritage and his mom, before she has the Irish accent, she's very much like the um, a Stepford housewife type person, where she's she's like the perfect homeowner. She reads magazines about what to feed her family, and she's always trying to give you the freshest, most nutritious food and maintain a household. Feels like she's in witness protection. <laughs> right. But like, the thing that sounded racist, but wasn't was when kyle asks about his heritage she looked him dead in the eyes and said kyle we're american well that was something that i the whole thing is heritage and of course he says that word about 50 times in the first 20 minutes of the movie which i was like when i was in middle school first of all we didn't have heritage day or care about this but because it's a false thing we would have been talking about like 
family roots or your background, you wouldn't say the word heritage and ask your parents repeatedly what your heritage is. Abomination of mixed stuff that is my heritage. But then, then they go through the whole movie trying to figure out what your heritage is, what's your background, but then they keep talking about, well, we live in America, we're all Americans now, and this is why America is the best country ever, and I'm like, but the whole point is about the Irish, so I don't, I'm confused. The problem with this movie (laughs) is that the parents never came up with a cover story before then. Again, real easy fix, parents. Just say you were both adopted and you don't know where your actual family came from. Sarah, you mentioned the dad as your favorite character. The beginning of this film, both he and the mom, all of their lines are delivered as if, like, they're aliens who were given a book of platitudes, and, like, that's how they learned English. Well, that's the thing is, they never came up with a cover story. They never hid any of the documents in a safe place. Nope. And they have no idea. They never thought this day was going to come. So when they get, he's just like, I'm from Cleveland. That's like, whenever I ask the no, question. No, but where do we come from before Cleveland? Oh, I think we were in Buffalo before that. But I don't know. Just the way he delivers this like, And even after, when it's like, when the mom's a leprechaun, he looks at his dad's like, oh no, I'm still from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and then, then nosy nerd girl is talking to him at school about Heritage Day. (laughs) Nosy nerd girl. And then, then she's like, you don't know your own heritage? You're like, you must be some crazy person because you don't know your background. You don't even know your mom's maiden name? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't know if I would have known that in middle school necessarily. But her, her reasoning that it's so important is how are you going to get a credit card? And I'm like, you're like... 12? In middle school, you did not know your grandparents' last name. My grandparents' last name would not have necessarily been the same as a maiden name. It could have been my dad's grandparents. But You have two separate <laughs> grandparents! Your maternal grandparents! Do you know your maternal grandparents' last name? Yes. Did you know it in middle school? Probably. I don't know. Then you know your mother. I don't remember things that happened yesterday. Why would I remember that long also, ago? Also, if your mother had brothers, like, you know that person. You know their last name. You know the name of the, the family that you're related to. Like... I, 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 I never knew uncle's last names. They were just Uncle Bob or Uncle Carl or whatever. Sure, but like you Does never went to their house and saw on their mail, mailbox the blank or were they just all the Schaefers? Sure. Everybody is the Schaefers. Mark's family is just a vine. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't let your mother listen to this episode. <laughs> I doubt she ever does. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> I was like, I want her to like me. Um, <laughs> she scares then, me a little bit. Speaking of grandparents, how how if they didn't have a cover story for their heritage in the first place, how did they cover the fact that they had never he had never met his grandpa for his whole life? Yeah, that's a great. He didn't point. even know like, his grandpa never... existed. But that's the thing about Kyle in this film. It seems like because everything is easy for him. Kyle's really like, he stupid. Just, he just floats through life. He's never questioned his family because, like, he's distracted by all the money he finds on streets. Uh, yeah, he's he's become very dumb. Um, 
But like, again, the parents should have come up with a cover story before then. Say you were adopted. Say you're an orphan. Say the family records got lost in a fire. Say literally anything except, oh, you don't need to know, because that just makes people curious. Literally, you can make stuff up. Say, I don't know, say you're something boring, like, I don't know, we're from Germany. It doesn't have to be true. Just come up with a different country. It was very I'm convenient sorry. that they had this Hold random on. festival. Let me apologize to all of our German listeners. Your country <laughs> is not boring. Sarah's I mean, opinions do not represent this podcast. But, like, just say something that's, like, not near Ireland, and you can come up with a fake heritage thing, and he'll never be the wiser. The thing is, you have to remember that lie. You have to stick to that lie. Write it down in a notebook, put it in a safe with the name change records that should have been in a safe and not just in a desk. I mean, it wasn't just name change records. They had the birth certificate. Why like did that he, official document. They did talk about that, didn't they? He had to change his name because they wanted to stay hidden from Grandpa. Yes. That was the whole excuse. It's a plot point that is very big when Kyle discovers it, and then, like, it's glanced over the reason why later oh, in the film. it's fixed by his mom punching Grandpa in the face, and then <laughs> apparently that fixes stuff. So, one final note I had on how this film and Disney Channel original films are non-offensive or uh, non-combative in any way is, like, this film is about Irish history. It's about Irish heritage. They they go to a festival, there's like Irish step dancing and how potato chips came from Ireland. They don't talk about like Ireland's history with religion at all or like Irish Catholic. It's it's very hard to talk about the history of Ireland and not talk about the religion of those people and like Irish neighborhoods are predominantly Catholic, and there's not a single mention of church or religion in this film, because Disney doesn't want to broach those subjects. Uh, the other thing is, like, the phrase, the luck of the Irish, was originally ironic. Like, Irish were known for not having any luck, because their nation was subjugated and at war, and then the single crop that their people depended on got a giant famine, so they had to move across the sea, and then when then were told they couldn't work places because they were from a different country. Yeah, but those people weren't leprechauns. <laughs> but apparently the leprechaun was there and aware of it. Yeah, but he did slightly better because he made potatoes. And But now, yeah. to your point, oh, I was they, did, about the mob. they did bring up that part of the Irish history because that was one of Bonnie's whole spiels was about all the Irish coming to America and working so hard because no one would give them a job and how terrible no. it was. Bonnie's spiel in the car, I think, is the one you're referencing, and that is just like immigrants in general. She well, does not name. No, a I guess it was immigrant. it was his mom gave him a speech. Ah, uh, her mom. Okay. Yes, but then when Bonnie gave gives the thing, did you catch the line that the friend has? No. Where it was something about the Irish working for for bare like barely any money and having no wages, and the friend is like. Some people didn't get paid at all. And I'm like, no, he said at least they got at paid. At least they got paid. That was like, and then he, then we just glance right and past I'm like, that. I'm like, ooh, I think maybe it would have better just not to even yeah, bring up that subject yeah. than to have a one-off line and then just ignore it again because, oof. So in a history of a people that is known for 
a lot of tragedy, and a lot of religion. They glance over both of those things and decide, let's just li- just have the fun parts of Ireland. Well, they didn't want to make the English mad. That's fair. <laughs> they, we could have had another revolutionary war over this movie. Like, you'd have to get into, like, thousands of years of going on with the English and the Irish and the Romans, and it's it's a lot of stuff, and we don't have time. Right. Let's just have Irish step dancing. That is the only form of Irish culture. That and food we will have in this film. Uh, let's just have, oh, what's his name, in a very floofy shirt that he actually looks really, really good in. Yes, I do want to get to him. Because he's the best part of this movie? Seamus? Yes, Seamus McTiernan. Oh. Uh, because I, I do really like his performance. The, the only comment Timothy I have on the food... Amundsen? Yes. Omensen. The only comment I had on the Irish food is the Irish breakfast is presented by the mom... Like, it's presented by this movie as it's supposed to be unhealthy and kind of disgusting. Because Kyle asks, like, what's blood pudding? Uh, and he's like, it's these two type of sausages. But when the mom, like, delivers that plate, it looks delicious. That's great. Like, I've had an Irish breakfast, Except for and it's whatever amazing. the slop was in that pot that he brought to school for lunch. Oh, yeah, the fish heads. I whatever wouldn't go for Also, but... why did he put it in his locker? Why did he not, like, leave it outside? Because he was having a bad luck day. He didn't no, know no. what he was doing. Sarah, nothing has ever spilled on him, ever. But still... Don't put it in your locker. It no, has no, 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 no. This is a boy who doesn't understand the perils of gravity because they've never gone against him before. Don't bring the fish. But even then, just don't bring the fish heads into the school. That's fair. He should have just thrown the line. Well, he out. wasn't going to eat it anyway. So. Yeah, so why even bring it into the school with him? He said he was going to buy his lunch. So just don't even bring it all the way into the school. Anyway, full Irish breakfast. Yeah, delicious. I couldn't eat it every day because it is very unhealthy, but, like, any chance I get to eat an Irish breakfast, I am down for I don't for. think you eat a full, like, English-Irish breakfast every day. I think that's, like, weekend food. I, I should get it on the weekends, then. Anyway, let's talk about, um, what's his name? Timothy Amundsen? Yeah. I love him. He's my... He's fantastic. He's fantastic. I, I will say his Irish accent is... It's better than Kyle's. It's a little off in some places. Um, but he is definitely, I would say, the best actor in this movie. <laughs> what about the grandpa? Oh, I forgot about the grandpa. The grandpa, grandpa is, is great. Grandpa's great. And also, like, those those two people are, like, actors outside of Disney Channel original movie. Like, I, I knew them from other things. I there was one time that I actually laughed at this movie, and it was one of the grandpa's lines. Oh, which one? Do you remember? Yes. <laughs> They, okay, don't share yes. it with us. We'll come back to it. Well, it was at the potato chip factory, so I wasn't sure if we were coming there later. Sure, but we, we can jump around. We can talk about. Let's talk around. about Seamus. Let's talk up, about Seamus McTiernan, and then we can talk about Riley O'Reilly, the <laughs> most Irish name. Yeah. Uh, just Seamus O'Tiernan just looks really good in that step dancing outfit. He's just yeah. a very handsome man. Like the material of it definitely reads costume. And I, I could see a lot of different people wearing this and it looking ridiculous. He pulls it off. He does. I have watched... Okay, I've watched every single episode of Psych. Oh, yeah. And so I I liked him when I first saw this movie. Now that I've seen Psych a ton, like this actor I just am in love with. And also... It was weird because I, I saw this, obviously, before Psych yes. was a thing. Uh, and then seeing him in Psych, I was like, 
is that is that the leprechaun? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the leprechaun. Uh, he was also in that um, medieval musical thing. Uh, oh, that Gallant thing. Gala. He 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 is. was well. So I saw him in this movie for the first time, obviously, and I I he looked familiar to me, but I also have never watched Psych, so uh. I had to, I had to go look him up and figure out all the things. And he was in several episodes of Supernatural, which is uh. where I yes. recognized him from. But he's obviously much older in that show. Yeah, he has a is... beard. <laughs> he's not a real leprechaun. No. He is subject to the passage of time, as all human beings are. Mark Gallivant. Gallivant, not gallant. Okay. The only note I had on him was um, there are specific parts of this movie that, like, have stuck in my brain, and one of which is one of his lines, or one of his repeated lines, when he's referring to Kyle, because he keeps calling him Boyo in an Irish accent, and me and my brothers have nicknames for each other. And my older brother's nickname for me is Boyo, and I believe it's taken directly from this film that we both watched and loved as kids. I don't know if that's better or worse than my sister's nicknames for me, but maybe Go on. Oh, my sister calls me Moose. Moose. Um, I, I didn't and know that. Perry Mason. Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Which seems built backwards, but... So, better or worse nicknames from siblings? Don't know. Yeah, I call my brother Chewy. Which is not a reference to Chewbacca, uh, but we it's, we can it's get a into reference that to off air. That you used to like bite his arm and try to eat him, right? Yeah, I mean that he would eat furniture as a joke. <laughs> no, no, it, that's a lie. Um, we we had an aunt uh, who babysit us as kids, uh, and she always called him Machu as a I guess a pun or something on his actual name Matthew, and so it just evolved from that. It went from Machu to Chewy. Anywho. The other thing that stuck in my brain from this movie is this is where I learned what metals respond to magnets. Because I was the type of kid where if something, like if somebody answers a test question in a simple form in a movie, I am by golly gonna memorize that in case it ever comes up in real life. (laughs) It never has, but I can tell you that the, the metals that respond to a magnet are iron, cobalt, and nickel because of this film. So, and that was something I noticed they went to that festival and he was talking all about his special coin and they had fake ones there at the shop. And I knew as soon as they talk about that, I'm like, oh, something is going to happen here. Uh-huh. And then um, when not Seamus, but the other henchman guy knocked knocked him over at the festival, I was like, uh-huh, Spooky there was Irish the man. switch right there. And they don't actually show it to you, but I was like, aha. Uh-huh. And and then later on, they they get to the uh, science lab when and they start talking about magnets, and I was like, "Well, this is how he's gonna discover it." And two seconds later, it happens. So, <laughs> all right. So you were you without seeing the movie before, it was slightly predictable, but kind of it was telegraphing what was gonna happen. Yeah. And that's that's fair. Like, this movie was not hard to decipher. I don't think they were trying to trick an audience in their twists and turns. For instance, the um, the final twist at the end, which I've already told you about in the 60-second synopsis, the switch between Eerie and Ira, or Era, uh, is something that is mentioned, like, 
three other times yeah. in the film before the final reveal happens. And yeah, again, that was one of those where as soon as he makes the bet, it's like, well, <laughs> you know how that's going to go. And since it's a Disney movie, you know he's going to win anyway. So. Of course he is. And we can talk about the final game. Uh, though we wanted to talk about Riley O'Reilly, the best character in this film. How did you feel about this old man? I liked him even from the first time they met him at that festival. Although that still brings up the other point that I had, which was, what was the point of this festival? Was it like St. Patrick's Day or was it just randomly, here's an Iris festival for no reason? My understanding is it was a traveling Irish step dance thing like but there was like rides and ferris wheels and and all kinds of other stuff there so i don't it seemed like the whole thing was focused on irish culture though even though there were rides there irish version of a um renaissance of a ferris wheel oh (laughs) (laughs) so anyway that was i was wondering what that thing was all about to begin with but even when they ran into him there, the first thing he says to them, I was like, oh, this guy's cool. And I figure, so having not seen this before, I thought it was going to be a thing where maybe he was not having good luck and then he runs into a leprechaun and solves all of his problems or something. Ah. So it was, it was, you know, one of those kind of movies where things are going wrong and then he finds a leprechaun and suddenly he's able to fix everything or whatever. Which is kind of what happened, but kind of not. (laughs) Well, you have to remember, Disney is super big, especially in, like, their TV shows and their original movies, where you have to have the classic uh, good guy, bad guy misdirect. Where initially, like, the grandpa seems nice, but then we reveal, oh, he's he probably stole the coin. Let's go investigate him. And when Seamus McTiernan is introduced... He seems really cool and gallant and like he's a really good performer. And then we learned, oh, he's an evil leprechaun five minutes later. Maybe it's because this was the first time I saw it, but maybe and maybe just because of that trope that I kind of figured that was the bad guy from the beginning because it's like, oh, this guy's the cool, fun guy to be with. He's going to end up being the villain. So. Uh-huh classic so henry gibson who plays the grandfather you want to know something else that our audience would know him from blues brothers our audience <laughs> all right go on what? why wouldn't our audience know blues brothers i would say all right it's because it's a children's movie okay uh what is it charlotte's web oh he was the voice of he Wilbur. plays the web <laughs> no, <he was> <laughs> <Wilbur>. <laughs> lovely so i don't know how we if we want to talk about him him owning the potato chip factory yeah yeah i figure we'll end this discussion with the the final bet or the final bets but like we're gonna jump around like crazy yeah we kind of already have been i mean we find out that he they the parents accuse him of stealing the coin because they thought he had it in for them and then you find out that it's his own grandpa and it's like how did you not even know you had a grandpa but they go because to the, nothing has ever been hard for him. <laughs> they go to this potato chip factory to confront him, and the people at the security gate won't let him in because Grandpa doesn't want to see them because he's mad that his daughter married outside of the little people. And <laughs> he's a leprechaun racist. Uh, yeah. Species 
does that now does that mean yeah. that everyone working at the potato chip place is also a leprechaun because they all had irish accents so i don't think that is true i think the security guard at the front desk is aware though he seemed to know a little something i think some of them are leprechauns i think the security guards are and i think the lady who's doing the tour is right and like if that's the case why not bring the mom inside she seems to stand a much better chance of one slipping past the guards and two giving credibility to their story yeah but there are a bunch of civilians in there because of the tour but they weren't there yet oh that's true um my question is how does this work in the first place does they say that he has the coin because the coin has to be given to the youngest member but does if it's not with the youngest member does that completely cancel out the luck is it just no. lessened so why I, did so the rules are unclear they just said it's because the young have all the luck. But I would still <laughs> Which, think if the grandfather had the coin, it's still in the clan. It yeah, hasn't left my, the clan. My question was, why would you trust it to the youngest person in the family, first of all? But secondly, why would you not tell them that they need to secure this thing at all costs because it will ruin your family? Obviously, uh, a lucky child is not going to lose his lucky coin, but... It does suggest that, like, when the mom married the dad, she left the family because the family didn't approve, meaning she took all the family's luck with her and then passed it on to her child. But the luck is still affecting the grandfather. Oh, absolutely, yes. So they're still in the same clan. Right. So I would still think if he had the coin, maybe it would lessen the luck, but he should it should still be in the clan. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's no reason Kyle should have this. I feel, yeah, you would want someone who can be responsible with it to have like, it maybe until they can't anymore. It, it goes with the young ones because it's like why they scare children in Monsters, Inc. because they have the most juice. <laughs> what? Like, no, they don't have the most juice. No, like energy juice. No, it's because they get the most like scared. Yeah. She No, he, okay, he's talking Monsters, Inc. still, but she's just no. saying like... Oh, okay, just in general. But like in Monsters, Inc., they scare the children because they can get the most screams and energy out of them. Yes. In the same way, they're giving it to Kyle because they can get okay, the most... Okay, so they're giving the it to most... Kyle because... Because he has all the lucky juice. So the, yes. yeah, so they can suck all the luck out of him. If they gave it to like the grandfather, they'd have only a little bit of luck because he's, okay. he's he's tapped out. Okay, good. I'm glad you weren't talking about child juice, which is a different thing. I'm talking about like energy reserve, that kind okay. of like battery juice, that gotcha. sort of stuff. You gotta juice the coin. With your lucky teenage boy. So I'm saying it's, it's a little more reckless, but it gives you more voltage. So now, okay, in the lore of this coin then, if the young have all the luck, as Kyle grows older, does the luck diminish until he has a child? I don't know, like, the, the line just dies? And, and if he marries Bonnie, like, what happens? If Does he have no cousins? Was Kate yeah. also an only child? Like... There's a lot of questions left unanswered by this film. How much luck does a one-fourth leprechaun have? Well, if they got the coin, which is the entire clan's luck, that's and another thing. The grandpa didn't... If you're gonna... <laughs> you can separate out the luck into multiple coins. You're a that's leprechaun. True. You have this ability. Well, and if it's your entire clan, he must have... Well, he must not have any cousins then, because... 
are like leprechauns like elephants where they like only have like one baby and it takes like two years of gestation and so like leprechauns just don't have a lot of children so all the leprechauns are oldly children that's an interesting question i never thought about the gestation period of of a leprechaun woman (laughs) but like if that's true then you have a lot of like again we're talking about go away we're talking about sisters calling in a moment. Family trees being vines. If it's all like one child families, then you wouldn't have a lot of places to give the coin to someone else if a family tree dies. Maybe he didn't steal all those coins. Maybe those are just the coins. Uh, Shane and Sartarian, that's those are the coins of dead leprechaun family. Yeah, maybe that's his entire family's luck. Because why wouldn't you separate it into a lot of coins? But does he have no cousins that are, because his grand, apparently his great-grandmother's still back in Ireland. Does he not have any second cousins that are still O'Reilly's that he can, like, transfer the coin off to? Yeah, it does mean that he's the youngest, meaning, like, even if he does have cousins, he's clearly the youngest of all of them. Though, why wouldn't they have it instead of the mom? None of this makes sense. <laughs> why don't the parents have another kid? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gotta keep that luck juice coming. Uh. More luck juice. What happens if the father dies and she remarries and because she has like a thousand more years to live, they just keep getting more luck for con half children. That's true. Maybe he doesn't have to have kids. What happens if his mom has another kid before he dies? When the grandpa noticed he was giving lovey-dovey eyes to Bonnie, the grandpa didn't seem to be upset about that. And the grandpa should have been really upset about that. But he's only half leprechaun, so maybe he doesn't need to stay in the family anymore. But if that's the only grandchild, if that's the end of the O'Reilly line, you would think it'd be you have to marry a leprechaun to get back into having more leprechaun blood. We gotta get the human... Now blood is the out. blood the juice for the coin? Or if, does the blood get... Is the juice diluted by blood? Gonna blood I, wa- I need to know about this luck juice. How do I get luck oh, juice? Oh, we've made too much deep lore into this Disney Channel movie. Well, the thing I thought at this... How much security does a potato chip factory need? Oh, a lot. Less security than somebody's RV that holds all of his gold. I Well, so... It reminded me of, like, Austin Powers when they're driving through a hallway in their little golf cart thing. But it seemed strange. To me. First of all, they had a tour going on that was specifically middle school kids in this achievement program. He looks on his camera and sees two kids standing there with the tour group, like, ten feet away and says, Oh, we have intruders! And sends all the security guards after them and there's alarms going off and everything. And I'm like... Secondly, if you're caught in that situation, why wouldn't you just say, I was with the tour group, instead of running around and chasing, getting chased through the whole factory? Again, no one is good at lying! Especially since the girl was part of the tour group and got pulled away by Kyle, so... <laughs> yeah, when the siren goes off, there is literally no reason for the security guards that chase him to know that he is the intruder. No one can lie. His running is what tells them, oh, that's the bad guy. (laughs) And then he just drags Bonnie along because... So, I want to talk about two things. Uh, One is the... We talked about Seamus' coin hoard. His bucket of gold. It's a chest. It's not a bucket. It's like a pot. It's a pot of gold. It has a lid, though. All right. Pots have lids. I thought it was like, a, wasn't it like a safe? It had a door on it. Well, yes, and then in the safe was like a container with all the coins oh, that they yeah. take out. But, but Kyle closes the lid at one point. Fine. 
my point here is that Kyle gets his coin back, and I looked at all the other coins. None of those have the symbol that's on Kyle's coin. I'm curious why Seamus would use that symbol for his performances if he doesn't know what the coin is. Like, if he's never seen this coin before, why use that symbol? You want my answer? Is it luck? <laughs> no, I was gonna say lazy prop department. <laughs> I guess I didn't get that close of a look at the other coins, so I, I figured that they were all the same. Because remember when he grabbed his out, he says, Oh, this one must be mine. I just get this feeling. So that to me says that they all must be exactly the same. Right, but none of the other ones in the chest look like his. The ones at the festival look like his for whatever reason. Because they gotta do the switch. Again, lazy, lazy prop department. <laughs> sure. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about? Oh, right. So the conceit is... When they lost the coin, they lost their luck, right? That's why Kyle has a bad day and is suddenly bad at basketball and has to, you know, try at life for the first time. But, like, this family is still incredibly lucky. Like, the way that Kyle meets his grandfather, that's a stroke of luck. The way that they're driving along and suddenly Kyle's best friend is there and joins the group, that's a stroke of luck. The fact that Seamus w disabled their car by throwing away his dinner, which meant that the whole RV had to stop at a restaurant that was, at max, three blocks away. That's a weird That's a stroke of luck. What is that face, Mark? Are you dissing <laughs> the corned beef and cabbage? As I a, sure as, am. <laughs> as a New Englander, good. we are, I am insulted. I, I gotta tell you, Mark, I mean... Cabbage, a little hit or miss. Corned beef is delicious. No, you do a nice New England boiled dinner, which you do uh, potatoes, carrots, the corned beef. Sometimes you put the cabbage right in there, soaks up the meat juice. Real good. Sarah's all about the juices. Today. All about the juice. <laughs> all about the juice. How do you, without, what's the conversion from meat juice to luck juice? Is uh, it the same juice? I guess it depends on the type of meat. Corn beef I guess juice, it depends on the type of blood. Good. A good prime rib, lots of luck. Uh, mm. like, I don't know, ground beef, maybe a two. That's a pretty basic. How much, how much luck is it in an Irish breakfast? <laughs> I guess it matters how crispy you make that bacon. Mmm, all right, fair enough. But my point is, I know, like, at the end of the film, they do the classic roll-your-eyes trope of the luck was inside of you all along. But, like, that's not the conceit of this film. The conceit is they need this, right? They need this coin for their clan's luck, or their lives are going to go to ruin. But they are also very lucky in the way that they get the coin back. Well, I think part of the problem is not only they're losing their luck, but also they can no longer pass for humans. They have to be just straight-up leprechauns. And sure. that is also a problem. Because I guess you can't run a food empire if you are a straight-up leprechaun. Yeah, why is he at this factory if he owns the company? Why do they have to be human? Why can't they just be leprechauns? Because they need to be... Well, I think originally, and again, they're still working on 200-year-old beliefs. I think it was when they came to the country, Irish were discriminated against, including leprechauns, I guess. 
And so they tried to blend in. But why were the leprechauns even dealing with human problems? Why weren't they just all living in the forest being leprechauns? Like, was deforestation a problem and they lost their leprechaun habitat and so they had to pretend to be humans and move to the city? So I, w I would choose to believe that leprechauns were a bit more respective of Native American lands. They didn't want to come to a new country and claim lands as their own. But why did they have to leave Ireland? It, That's I what I was going to say. Like, why did they potato, have to come to America in the first place? If they're like the borrowers, even with the potato famine, one potato could feed a leprechaun the, forever. The whole movie, they're talking about how great Ireland is and how it would be the, to live in the land of your was, fathers. And it'd be blah, one thing blah, if blah. it was just the mother and this was like a little mermaid situation where she's like, I fell in love with a human, so I had to like do I had to, to be a part of his form. world. Or they like... They only switch to the human form sometimes so they could, like, be play tricks on the humans because leprechauns are supposed to be tricksters. But, like, the fact that they've been living under their human disguises for years and never change back to their leprechaun forms, that doesn't make me feel like they're really, like, into their leprechaun culture. If all of the leprechauns are not actually being leprechauns. Is it deforestation? <laughs> I think the leprechauns coming to America is something that, like, I bought into a little bit because like that's a common thing Neil Gaiman in his American Gods has something similar where like the mythical creatures follow the group of people that believe in them so with the massive Irish transition to America like the Irish sprites and spirits followed them but because that's where the belief was Riley O'Reilly's mother is still in Ireland so is she a leprechaun in leprechaun form or is she in human form just living out in Ireland? Or is she like living in the trees being a leprechaun? Do leprechauns live in trees? I mean, they live in the forest. Now, are you thinking of Keebler elves? No! <laughs> because they're a similar size. Where do you think leprechauns come from? Ireland. I, I think they lived in the woods. I never pictured them, like, bouncing along on tree branches well, or, like, no. making a nest like not, an owl. Not, like, in the forest, like, <laughs> like in the trees. I, you said in the trees, which tells me that they build tree houses and that's where they live. I mean, maybe. I don't know. So I leprechauns know. are Ewoks. I mean, but they're supposed to be tricksters and, and things Mark, like that. Mark, have you ever seen a leprechaun and an Ewok in the same room? Have you? <laughs> but frankly, these leprechauns been just to seem lately. ashamed of actually being leprechauns, except when it comes to being racist towards humans. Yes, and protecting their luck and their pot of gold. Which is very leprechaun-y, which is wanting gold. Which I know from watching Leprechaun the movie <laughs> with Ward Davis. Uh-huh. Very different leprechaun movie. The grandpa does have a great line when they're talking about, or when they're trying to track down their gold coin, uh, and they see a rainbow, and his friend Russell, who is a person of my own heart, explains that, like, <laughs> rainbows, rainbows don't have ends. That's a real thing! Rainbows are complete circles because they're just refracted light. But I love that the grandpa responds, uh, never tell a leprechaun about rainbows. Leprechauns know way more than you do when it comes to things like that. Uh, and lo and behold, the pot of gold they were looking after right at the end of the rainbow. You never really see the end of the rain. They were following the rainbow and then they get too tired and when they stop, suddenly the RV is right there in front of them. Ooh, I do want to talk about that because it comes up later in the sports contest. Kyle and Russell are terrible runners. Like, but they're basketball stars like basketball is mostly running russell is not a basketball star 
Okay, Kyle they, is. But he does play in the game. He's on the basketball team. But sure. remember when they're doing the free throw sh shots, he is the second to last person to get his shots in during practice. Duke. No, not Duke. What is Drake? Drake. Drake is the one Drake. who did Drake everything when Kyle got taken out. He's the guy who's actually good at basketball and doesn't make lucky shots every single time. Canadian rapper Drake. Uh-huh. Beats that was Drake. something I loved was how, oh, we lost a game of basketball. Now suddenly I'm, sh oh, no, I guess they didn't even lose. They still won yeah. the game, but they suddenly suddenly everyone in school thinks Kyle is the worst human ever. Did you also game, notice? I also didn't like his hat, but. <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing a fisherman hat to hide the ears. Yeah, but no, it's very didn't early to that. ears yet. Oh. I think it was it was so that they could hide his hair color for the movie because the first time he takes it off is after his hair has changed. But but he didn't the hair even know that it had changed difference. before then. The so hair looks way better like that. It is the classic nineties frosted tips. Um the fisherman's hat and the long the layered long sleeves and the vest and the like cargo pants, that's all middle school boy. Early 2000s. Also, when hey, when he started hey, shrinking, and the I pants... was a middle school boy <laughs> in early 2000. I didn't wear any of that. Uh, Cargo you pants, didn't wear yes, clothes, but not the hat. Uh, there were there were bucket hats. Bucket hats for I, I I say boy, but the bucket hat was all genders. That now, and we weren't even allowed to wear hats in school, so I w I thought that was strange, especially since he was the only one wearing a hat in school. I can't remember, but I didn't wear hats, so I don't know. When he starts shrinking, his pants are all baggy, but I feel like in the 90s, people wore them that way anyway, so... <laughs> it was right about that time, right after the 90s, so he, maybe he wouldn't have looked as ridiculous as he thought. But... 2002 was basically still the 90s. It was 2001 <laughs> sure. when the movie came out, That's but how yes. time works. Well, fashion-wise, <laughs> fashion-wise, 2001 was still the 90s. Though, the thing I wanted to point out, because you brought up uh, the the basketball game or whatever, was, I don't know if you noticed, in this competition that they're in, we see three games. We see the quarterfinal, the semifinal, and then the final, which all take place on consecutive school days. Like, they're not giving the athletes any sort of rest in between these games. And, like, they still have to go to school and then play in this game. In the competitions I was in in school, like, it was, if we were in a finals or whatever, it was like, you play one game, then you wait a week, then you play the next game. It wasn't three consecutive games of a tournament. I don't, did they ever specifically say, like, the time frame? Hmm, I think he did in his narration, because he only wakes up two days without luck. Yeah. And when he comes the day, um, that's the day after the basketball game, and he leaves school, his friend says, if you leave school, the coach isn't going to put you in the game. And then he does anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kyle has a terrible performance at the semifinal, but he still is the starter when he comes in way late into the final game. Three minutes well, left in the game. Oh, you're going to go right in now, even though you didn't show up for the whole there game There might be practice. some leprechaun interference with that Probably. to make the bet work. All right, and we should get to that bet because we are nearing the end of everything I have to say on this movie. So let's talk about the, the two bets, the first of which is Kyle betting for his family's luck and his grandpa's freedom. 
I love, it is such like a middle school boy to say, I can beat you at sports. Not naming a specific sport, just general athleticism, I can beat you. Well, and I knew as soon as the thing was going, again, this is one of those where maybe if I had seen it when I was younger, it would have been more of a surprise. But when they start playing games and suddenly it ends in a tie, I was like, well, that's not him winning. And that's exactly what they said. (laughs) So. So as an adult, I did appreciate this scene as opposed to other scenes in the movie where they are presumably on a ancestral Irish field and they're playing traditional Irish mm-hmm. games. Uh, and I think they have a comment that these were games that were played 3,000 years ago uh, in their homeland. And I just think that's a really nice touch to like put in traditional Irish games when you're talking about Irish heritage. Because I would not have otherwise been aware of the sport of hurling, which is a mixture of lacrosse and something else. A field hockey. Field hockey and lacrosse is what it seemed like. Uh, And then, like, the the traditional game of throw this wagon wheel as far as you can. (laughs) Uh, That area has a lot of, like, Scotland, Ireland. There's a lot of things that just throw this heavy object. Is it Scotland can that you has lift the, like, this rock? All right, how far can you toss is, a rock? Is it Scotland that has the like the lo- the thing timber that is just, tossing? Yeah, the timber tossing where it's just whoop. I I I guess that's just how they had fun in the old days. Is who can fling this heavy object the farthest? <laughs> but the final game is dance. I like how Russell says dancing isn't a sport. <laughs> and they said, well, well, it is in Ireland. <laughs> Except I'm pretty sure a lot of people now consider it a sport, so... So I don't know what Mythical Being is judging this competition, but there's no way that Kyle should have won that point. He should have lost fair and square, because instead of doing traditional Irish dancing, which is, I assume, what they're being judged on, he just busts out some breakdance moves and tells them, well, this is my dance. And apparently he's good enough to get the point to tie things up. Was, was breakdancing still popular in 2001? Probably. It, like Sarah said, it was just basically the 90s. I would have been more upset at this movie if, like, him tying had more consequence in the movie. I think it's fine because him getting this point, he still loses because Seamus gets him on a technicality. So it doesn't really matter how he performed in dance. But I'm upset about it regardless. It's probably because I've seen enough things with that same thing where it's like, oh, well, if I win, we'll do this. And if I don't win, we'll do this. And then it ends in a tie and they're like, haha, well, you didn't win. Are you thinking of The Simpsons? I think it's happened in more than one thing. Oh, sure. I, I don't my, know. I, I can specific. The, the other thing I can think of off the top of my head is the mini golf tournament in The Simpsons. Where whoever's child doesn't win has to mow the lawn in their wife's dress or something. Yeah. Uh, But I also love the the next bet, where you never go double or nothing. Just take the dang prize that you already won. Seamus could have walked away with everything he could ever wanted. But no, he needed another slave. Double or nothing, Kyle bets his servitude forever 
against getting his grandpa back, getting the coin, and having Seamus McTiernan live forever on the shores of Erie, which he believes is a lake in Ireland that I'm still unfamiliar with. No, no, it is Ireland itself, right? He said within the shores of Erie. Ah, within the shores of Erie. That's clever phrasing. <laughs> I did assume it was just a lake on the island of Ireland. E-I-R-E. Mm-hmm. And pronounce Airy or Ira. One, what, something. Obviously, we know our Irish heritage. Uh, I wrote it down <laughs> phonetically in my notes, because... Uh, Abel, was I Airy? I saw Elba? Yes. <laughs> That's a different thing. Evo, can I stop bats in a cave? <laughs> That's my favorite palindrome. Taco cat? A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. Historical palindrome! <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, Seamus McTiernan pronounces it, and it is... The way he pronounces it is era. Though he also says it with a heavy Irish brogue, so who knows. Give us that accent, Carl! Ira. Era. <laughs> <laughs> I can do a bit of an Irish accent, but not a very good one. Um. Oh, I bet it's better than you could do. Let's hear yours. Oh, it's... no, no. <laughs> I... Oh, is that it? Is it just no, no? <laughs> I had to do an Irish accent for a show once. I got it to sound reasonable, but I was 17 at the time, and I have not done one since. I My British accent is getting much better than it used to be, though, so... All right, let's hear it. No. Because <laughs> I mostly, except for my Cockney one, mostly play very old ladies. Oh, that that is a trope for you. Mary Poppins. Oh, it's Mary Poppins, is it? Oh, Mr. Bumble. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. See, I have I have several British accents, and they're all equally terrible. <laughs> uh, one of which was the Cockney one I did for our production of Christmas Story. Oh, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Christmas Story. That's a very different thing. It's a Christmas word. There's no story. British people in Christmas Story. <laughs> you could be. Anywho, uh, but this is at the second bet. This is where we get transported to the game. The film does a very nice tie-up of different storylines here. Now, something I had about this. They go to the potato chip factory. They're chasing Seamus to try to get the gold back. They get Their car breaks down. The parents take Bonnie somewhere. And then the kids and Grandpa chase the rainbow after Seamus. And then they get sucked into all these games to try to win the stuff. They get to this basketball game with like three minutes left in the game and the next shot is the parents pulling up in front of the school to come to see the game. How did they know that there was somebody there playing the basketball game? Oh, Mark, you forget. They're still incredibly lucky without their coin. <sighs> I was just like, how, how did they even figure this out? They've been completely separate the whole also, time. That's the magic of writing a plot. Maybe it's human luck and that his dad is just humanly lucky and that's canceling no, out a little bit of nobody luck. nobody would be that lucky. You, so you come back to it, to an abandoned car. Nobody's answering their cell phones or whatever if they exist at this time period because <laughs> they, they've been sucked into an Irish vortex. And your immediate thought is not, we should check home. It's that we should run and get to this basketball game. Yes. Okay. That's the most important thing going on in this town, is this middle That's school true. basketball it's game. That's true. It's the junior high school final game. I don't think this town has a high school. 
They just finished school at eighth grade. So, the, really the only important things that happen in this game that I think this film does particularly well on is Russell plays better than Kyle at this game because he has actually practiced, he has skills, what he lacks is confidence in his ability, and apparently the grandpa has just been carrying around some unmarked coin that, because it's not a quarter, because Russell would know what that is, and it doesn't look like his irish coin that he stole maybe he pocketed a few of them from the box that he was trying to steal out of seamus's truck <laughs> maybe Fiera. but he lies to a child and says hey this coin is lucky and it's luck just for you don't tell anyone else about it and immediately he tells kyle look i have this lucky coin turns out it's a canadian penny <laughs> okay uh a loony Speaking no, of, that's, oh, that's a Canadian, Canadian dollar. dollar. Does anybody? But it is a coin. A Canadian penny is just a Canadian penny. Is is Grandpa it been a invisible during this no, game? A toonie is a Canadian two dollar. I but it's a coin. I know what it is. Uh, yes, he is invisible to everyone except for the the family and the, and the people playing basketball because Russell can see him. Right. The other cool ish thing about this is the other team are uh Seamus's clan but they are all disguised as junior high school students and so you have to imagine that three of the people on Kyle's team including Drake or Dre um or Josh what was his name it's not Drake or Josh Drake was one of them I don't Anywho. I don't know any of the others so they can't see that these grown men are up against them and kyle gets fouled but uh, quite a bit without things getting called i have to imagine the other kids are getting pretty fouled as Ky well kyle and, and russell both get knocked down while seamus is running to score a goal and nobody says anything about it russell does get some foul shots though uh, apparently does middle school not have three points because every basket made in this game is worth two points, even though I'm pretty sure Kyle was behind the line at one point, but... I don't know. I don't remember Kyle scoring at all, because the, the he final point in the game... He scored twice, I think. Okay. That's what, that was, because he did one where there was a cool slow motion of him uh, oh, dropping right. it in. Oh, right, him doing a really a ballet weird move. layup. A ballet move that shouldn't go in, but hey, look, he's getting There's lucky that again. one, and then he shot one from, like, far away that banked in, because I remember that that was the one I thought should have been three, but it was only two. Maybe it's just leprechauns are superstitious, and you're just lucky because you're a leprechaun, but they were just having bad luck because they were depressed. Maybe. So instead of superstitious, but why they were, were just they getting stitious. smaller? <laughs> because they were, when leprechauns are depressed, they revert back to their original. But... Hmm, if they didn't lose their luck, because nobody knew they lost their luck until they investigated the coin, uh, why would they be depressed? But the mom got short before she knew she lost her luck. It was due to the stress of all of the secrets the family According to hiding. Dad, it was an allergic reaction. To the potatoes. But maybe it was based on all the stress of the hiding the family secrets, and that set off the group psychosis and depression, and the coin thing was just irrelevant, and they just needed to find their true leprechaun selves. This is about as cogent of 
a theory as your juice one earlier. <laughs> this is all so, true lore. Uh-huh. It makes as much sense as the actual movie. That's fair. The final note of this game, before we get to resolving the bet, was Kyle talking his Kyle talks to his grandfather about how Oh, the luck was inside Russell all the time. All he needed was a coin to release the luck and believe in himself. And Kyle says to nobody, And my luck is inside me! And then the other line I hated was, Seamus says something about how, Without your luck, kids, you're nothing. And he says, Well, nobody's nothing! And then he jukes him out and passes to Russell to score the final point. Which means he still had nothing to do with winning the game. Um, but, I, yeah, so, again, that was one of those things that you just see coming. As soon as Grandpa flips Russell a coin, you're like, that's not real. And then when he, when he talks to Kyle about it, you're like, oh, now he's going to be like, it was inside me all along, because that's how those movies go. Yeah, just once in one of these films, I want to <laughs> I wanna see somebody as play on the trope just be like the luck was inside me all along so i've got to break open my rib cage to get Are it you, out this is not zoolander <laughs> it's in me <laughs> anywho but i did like that russell gets the final point of the game which means that russell's dad can finally be proud of him which is something russell's been trying to get the entire film <laughs> Everyone has family issues. Because then then Bonnie's father finds her and says, Where have you been all day? You weren't at your young achievers field trip thing. And suddenly Grandpa shows up out of nowhere and says, Oh, didn't you know she was talking to me about interning at my very prestigious potato chip factory? We have 13-year-old interns. It's totally not suspicious. <laughs> Hold on. I don't know. Well, she was interviewing. I understood it to be she was interviewing for a college scholarship. Or maybe that was it. Not an internship. But why does given she even need a not... college scholarship yet? Because her dad is already obsessed with college. That's why she can't play sports. I do love the conceit that, like, the one thing that might prevent this very real scholarship I just made up is, well... We like to know that our the people we're funding will be good athletes as well. I think what he said, we like to know that our people are well-rounded. So does she... And he didn't even specifically... He, he just asked if she played sports. And the dad was like, oh, sure, she plays basketball, don't you? Wink, wink. <laughs> Turns wink, out it's, wink, whatever you he say, He didn't dad, mean well-rounded like that. He meant well-rounded as in um, eat rotund. a lot of... Uh, rotund because they're a potato chip Full factory and juice. he wants... Wants to make sure he uh, <laughs> continues to have customers. Right. But yeah, that's the the end of the basketball game. Um... Also, Grandpa's apparently not racist anymore. Because oh, he's helping right. Bonnie. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so Seamus blasts off the Lake Erie. They get their coin back. And you know, Kyle gets lifted up in the air. Because he's the big hero who showed up with three minutes left in the game and scored two baskets. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do any of the work leading up to that point, but sure, he stowed it upon, and I felt like Bonnie should have gotten more recognition here for helping him, but he seems content to be lifted up in the air by all of his former friends that let him down in the past, and 
yeah, he doesn't even like acknowledge Bonnie in the crowd. But final, final scene. He does his Heritage Festival performance where he does some Irish step dancing, gives a speech about how American heritage is all about immigrants rising above adversity, blah, blah, blah. And then they sing, this land is your land, just him and Bonnie. So not only was he performing alone, he was the final act in this thing. And so here, this was supposed to be Heritage Day for the whole school. All we see is him doing his dance. We don't see any other students. Then when he starts singing, Bonnie comes out to join him and she's dressed in Heritage clothing. Other students are all just out in the audience with their family in their normal everyday clothes. So did nobody else have to participate in the thing? Maybe or... the 8th graders only had to do it and those are like 6th graders? But not even know. Russell? But for, like, the final performance, like, for them singing This Land is Your Land, why didn't all the other presenters that day come out and join the like song? Like, in Bill and Ted, they weren't good they're enough. all giving history uh. presentations, and all you see all, like, short clips of all the other students' presentations. Bill and Ted were still the last one and the big showstopper thing, but you still see all of the other presentations. Because if least. the extras talk, you have to pay them more. That's true. I One of the very nice touches they did in the set design here was... While Kyle is giving his presentation and they, they do the song at the end, what is waving behind them is a giant American flag. But one of the really neat things is the American flag is kind of see-through and lit behind it so that the audience can see it is flags of a bunch of other different nations. Suggesting that these nations are what make up America because... America is that melting pot of societies. I just thought that that was a really nice, like Disney I didn't does even good notice set that, that that at all. But my whole that, thing, that. I, that I was thinking through this whole thing was they're supposed to be doing their specific cultural heritage and learning about these different cultures. And at the end, he just makes it all about how America is so great and none of the other cultures mattered because he comes out talking about how great America is because we're all here now and sings the song about America. To be fair, he is mixed heritage. His father's from Cleveland. <laughs> and his father's last name is, original last name is Smith, so he's probably just English. Yeah, I mean, even when you're giving heritage or like family tree reports in school you always go with the more interesting one of the two like my dad's last name which is my last name is probably dutch but far more interesting my mother's maiden name is very irish and has a lot of irish history associated with it. uh pretty much all of the last names unless you go back a little farther are very very boring in my family <laughs> Collins and Boston and Jackson and so Sh sure but pretty generic <laughs> yes but you could trace it directly back to Irish heritage no no we're very little Irish we're mostly English oh oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh no I'm Could so you sorry tell for by you this skin tone I come from the land of overcast yeah, but Irish skin is also known to be very fair. No, but they have freckles and red hair, and uh, I don't have and that. and freckles. Uh, you, you, you have red, red hair, hair sometimes. It's not yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> Hate to break it to you. A uh, what? 
Uh, but I genuinely enjoyed the final. I I liked the song at the end of this movie. Carl's getting sappy. Well, yeah, this is an emotional note. It's a great emotional note for the film to end I hate on. Emotions because it fits <laughs> <We know. laughs> for the film, and it's a song that like Americans can relate to and have probably had to sing in school at one point. I just yeah, and I you know you get that what's the word pride, pride for your country pride. or whatever you know national pride that's the one but again <laughs> same thing that i was saying like the whole point leading up to this has all been heritage heritage let's talk about the irish and then suddenly it's oh now let's sing about america because that's so great and also earlier when bonnie gave her speech about people coming to america because we're all americans now and blah 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 so i don't know it seemed to me like they were they talked about it for so much and then at the end they just overshadowed it with now we're all americans because we all live here i don't know maybe that was the point like you said that it's all a melting pot but i that's not really what i got from it right away so so my understanding of this heritage vessel is that kyle is not the only act i assume there were several acts before him uh presenting different heritages that weren't irish and a good way to end this heritage festival but the title of the movie is specifically about the Irish. The, the good way to end this heritage festival is to celebrate the country we're all in now. So you, it's a festival about the past, but now we can talk about the present and our future of all coming together in harmony, because that's what America's about. But, like, yeah, I get it's not celebrating any other culture, but for the people watching this movie, the kids at home... They probably want to celebrate being American, because that's what they are. I can't imagine this has a large international crowd, giving it aired on Disney Channel, aired in America. I don't know how wide-reaching this message would be otherwise. I don't know. I thought it was... I thought it fit this movie and the audience it was made for. Alrighty, so... Well, I was going to ask if you guys have any other notes, but you never know any other My notes. My only other note was leaving the potato chip factory, and I don't remember what the conversation was. Oh, yeah, the line that you Kyle comes running out man. and says something about, I met Grandpa, and his dad says, oh, really? And Grandpa says, no, O'Reilly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line? <laughs> that was the line. That was the only time that I was like, ha, that, no, it just caught me no, off guard. No, O'Reilly, Riley, O'Reilly. Everything else, like I keep saying, like I kept like predicting things before they happened, and that one just caught me off guard. I was like, what? <laughs> like, it was so ridiculous that I had that's to laugh at it. That's a real airplane-level joke. Yep. That's, that's my humor, apparently. Apparently. All right, let's go on to games. Our first game is the pitch game, a game in which we put together two or more properties in the form It's This Meets This to describe this film. So, Mark, you're going to start us off telling our audience what The Luck of the Irish uh, is in terms of other things. Did I forget the name <laughs> yeah, of this film? You had to I remember sure what did. we were watching. But guess what? I remembered it. 
so we already discussed this, not while we weren't recording, but I think all of us may have picked the same movie, and Sarah specifically did not pick it because it was obvious. And so I'm going to start with right. it because it's obvious. <laughs> yep, my, my first one may have it as well. We'll see. Just to get it out of the way. A movie about betting on a sporting event to decide the fate of the protagonists, including use of a placebo to boost confidence during the event. And a Disney film that focuses on a single family and their closest friends, whose future will be determined by retrieving round golden objects involving car chases with wacky background music, antagonists with bumbling sidekicks, and in the end the family is brought closer together by the experience. Oh, I didn't even think of that first one. Really? Yeah, I think I got the first one, and I, it's not one I used. Wow. It's the Space first one. Jam. Space Jam. It yeah, is yeah. Space Jam. I was. I did not even think of that one. I figured that that no. was the first thing I thought of. I figured all of all right. us would have that one. What, what was the other one? Looking for golden objects. Uh, <laughs> it's Pac-Man. Is it? It's not a Disney Pac-Man. film, uh, focusing on a single family and their closest friends whose future will be determined by retrieving round golden objects involving car chases with wacky background music, antagonists with bumbling sidekicks, and in the end, the families brought closer together. It's Wizards of Waverly Place, the movie. No. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of it sounded like The Incredibles, but I couldn't make it work perfectly. It is an older movie. I'm trying to figure out what I'm not sure I would say classic, because that implies that a lot of people enjoy it and and you hear about it a lot, but it is older. That darn cat. Ooh, that's not it, but it's oh. about that era. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, the Maltese Falcon. That's he not a good is, is that a Disney movie? No, it is not. And also, that's Who's even older. Who's to say? Me. <laughs> All right, you're to say. Um, um, let's see what uh what goes along. Herbie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Is that a Disney movie? Yes. Uh, yes? No, Chitty so Chitty long. Chitty Bang Bang is not. Okay. Um, Bedknobs and Broomsticks is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, so the the round golden objects that they are after, they're not, they're, they, they want the objects to improve their fortunes, but really what they're after is the thing that produces the golden objects. The goose that lays the golden egg. Oh, well... Is this Jack of the Beanstalk? That's not the name of the movie, but that's basically the plot. Um, it's not that Mickey Mouse one, is it? No. There's a Jack and the Beanstalk Mickey Mouse one. There is, but that's... Uh, but babes that's in it. Toyland. What? <laughs> I think we're very much in the field of Jack and the Beanstalk, but by a different name. I couldn't think of a Jack and the Beanstalk movie. Uh, there are giants in the sky. No, it involves uh, flying animals. <laughs> flying animals. Told you, I picked some more obscure things on this one. So, well, this uh, this one wasn't obscure to me because it was one of the first ones I thought of. But normally, you can't obscure out obscure me with Disney stuff, though. Normally yeah, we're... the other ones are not Disney; they're just obscure. Yeah, but normally, <laughs> so... when it comes to obscure Disney stuff. We're pretty even, and it's Carl that's... I mean, I just did that, that darn cat, so... Right. I don't have deep Disney lore like you do. Do, do, do. I don't know what else to do, to say to give hints. So, so is the golden object an egg? It is. 
Okay, so it's a they're after a creature that produces a golden egg. Correct. Is this wait? You basically already said the thing, except that you, it just wasn't the actual title of the movie. Right, right. Jack the Giant Killer. That's the one no. I was trying to think of. No, that's the one that came out a few years ago with What's His Face from Skins. Um, Mickey Mouse and the Beanstalk. It is no. live action. I, I live also, action I already Beanstalk. guessed that one. I don't even think giving you actors' names would help because I don't think Probably any of them are that famous. All right, I am gonna throw in the towel. I don't know what this is. So this one is the Million Dollar Duck. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> See, Shoot. never even heard of it. Really? I yeah. forgot about uh, that one. So that was for for the listeners. After that. That was Space Jam meets the Million Dollar Duck. Uh, so my prediction on... It's got Sandy Duncan in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, ones that we would match on, Mark, is already wrong. But I'll go ahead with my first ones here. <laughs> to be fair, the guy in Million Dollar Duck was both in The Love Bug and right? That Darn Cat. <laughs> yeah, they, wow. yeah, I said it's the right, so the right era there. <laughs> okay, so... <clears throat> Since this is Ryan Merriman in a Disney Channel original film featuring a maternal figure who is not quite human acting like a 1950s housewife to fit in, and a Disney Channel property where a pampered and privileged teenage boy is helped out by his best friend who's both smart and comic relief and a girl he's not quite in a relationship with, also featuring an African-American boy working really hard for the approval of his father figure and fairly obvious good guy, bad guy, Mr. X. Alright, I know the first one because I'm pretty sure I also did this one. So I'm gonna say Smart House. Yes, correct. The other one was a lot longer winded. <laughs> sure. Disney Channel. So you got you got a trio. We got the main guy. You got the uh, smart comic relief, and you got a girl who's not kind. He Eddie's Million Dollar Bake Off. Uh, so this was a TV show. Oh, TV show. Uh, that's so Raven. That, that's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> uh, the plot follows the boy. The sweet life. And- uh, like, like that's a raven. The, the boy character's name is in the title. Corey in the house. No. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, There's a lot of action scenes. The famous Joe Jackson. It is the famous Joe Jackson. The. I started uh, thinking the boy meets world. Of his father figure is Silverstone working for Artemis. Oh. Do you know how long it's been since I've seen that show? And also it makes me sad now because that actor's dead. Anywho, but that was... bring it down, Carl. (laughs) Yeah, I'm the one who brought it down. (laughs) But that was Smart House meets the famous Jet Jackson. I I was thinking Boy Meets World until you said that his name was in the title. (laughs) Ah, but Sean isn't the smart comic relief. He's just the cool comic relief. Uh, Jack? <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, right, because Sarah doesn't. Oh, wait, no, she does. I have two. One. Okay, I so this is a Disney Channel original movie about a when a boy hits puberty, he learns some interesting facts about his family that uh, deal with mythical creatures. Uh huh. Meets a Disney Channel original movie featuring Ryan Merriman and family <laughs> issues, where the antagonist is the best actor in the movie, and also they go on to do much better things. So, so, Sarah. So. 
This was my prediction of a film that we would match on. Yeah! It might be reverse. Uh, the 13th Year is yes. the first one. And then is the second one Smart House? It is Smart House. I, I, you said it would be too obvious and that you didn't use it, which I, is why I didn't Would you like to know the you. ones that I thought you meant by the one we'd all match no, on? Because no, because they might no, come up. They um, might still come up. But but I, I thought of that because the antagonist in Smart House is Katie Seagal, who obviously is the most famous person in that movie. And in this one, I'd still say Timothy uh, Ormondson is the most successful person in that movie. I, oh, I have absolutely. I have a big surprise. Guess who has never seen either of those movies? Ah, <laughs> uh, you don't need to see the 13th year, but I no. like Smart House. 13th year is fine. I was into it cuz it's about swimming and I was a swimmer. Were you sad you didn't turn out to be a mermaid? Mermaid. My sister was. <laughs> she wanted she tied her legs together once cuz she wanted to be a mermaid. <laughs> you can just get That's tails the for easiest. that. Now. That's the easiest way to drown yourself. Well, Mark. she wasn't I mean, swimming. She was in bed, actually. Okay. So she wanted to be a land mermaid. You can exactly. just get, like, silicone tails now. I yeah. think they're much better. You can get, like, not Snuggies, but, like, blankets that are just mermaid yeah, tails. they're great. I want one. Anyway, anyway, Mark, what is your next one? More obscurity. Hooray. Is it the happiest millionaire? No. Escape from which mountain? No, I actually, no. Um, <laughs> that one came up when I was looking for related movies, but I didn't use uh, it. Okay. Um, all right. Because this is a property where humans moderate a feud between leprechauns uh, and a forbidden romance between leprechaun and non-leprechaun. Oh, oh. And a Disney film where school basketball star teams up with nerdy academic girl and his sports buddy to teach the school about including everyone, even if they have different backgrounds. Okay. I have a guess I, for the first one. I know what this second is. <laughs> is that the one we were going to match on? <laughs> no, you didn't use either of the ones I thought we were oh, going to no. match on. Yeah, uh, we're, uh, what was that stupid thing called? Was Is the second one High School Musical? It is. Yeah. And Sarah needs to look up the first one. The magical legend of the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> well, sadly, that is correct. Yes! <laughs> Teamwork. I've watched that movie multiple times. It's got Randy Quaid. Yes, Randy Quaid is the star. And actually, it had like three or four big names that I had heard of before. Meanie, but... I think, is in it. Um, I think maybe it's uh, was that the, it? I think, is that the one that Whoopi was in? Oh, isn't she like Mother Nature or something? Yeah. Oh, but, God. But one, there's, there's the elves and the leprechauns and it's very Romeo I thought Juliet. for sure that was one that you would not know. I saw But of course PBS. there's Sarah. She, uh, it's Whoopi, certainly one that I didn't know. Whoopi Mark. was the Grand Banshee. That, but I, I, it was on like, they used to play it on PBS a lot, and I loved it because it was very like mythical creature love story. Kieran <laughs> Culkin my, was in it. That was my jam, guys. So that was that for, for everyone who's still paying attention. Uh huh. <laughs> Actually, and according to the internet, it is a mini series, not a movie, but it was The Magical Legend of the Leprechauns meets High School Musical. Roger Daltrey's in it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next one here is 
since this movie has Timothy Odmanson in a property where he is at odds with a guy who floats through life getting whatever he wants with little effort and no consequences, meets a property where a magical woman is at odds with her family because she married outside of her magical race. Bewitched. It is bewitched. <laughs> I thought about that on the last one, actually, and then it wasn't, so I'm glad it came up this time. One of you needs to get the first one. I didn't listen. Sorry, I was mad about <laughs> I was upset about Bewitched. T- that it was I didn't the one about attention. Timothy What's-His-Name, which is probably one I thought you would know, because I don't know people's names and what movies Timothy they're Timothy What's-His-Name in a property. Where he was the bad guy against a good guy who skates so, through life. he's at odds with a guy who flows through life, oh, getting psych. whatever he wants. It's with little- Yes, and of course it's psych! <laughs> Sorry, I was mad about Bewitched. Okay, but it is psych meets Bewitched. Why are you mad about Bewitched? Because my next thing is <laughs> a property dealing with family drama after a mythical creature marries a human and they start a family. Meets a uh, movie about uh, uh, someone stealing leprechaun gold and moving across to uh, uh, Irish people moving to the America and leprechauns and leprechaun gold and is it just leprechaun okay. the movie is it, it is not is leprechaun. It which means leprechaun two boys in the hood no it's not leprechaun i don't think you'll get it is it darby o'gill and the little people <laughs> it is not but good job it's a musical oh cool. boy that means i won't know it i don't know any musicals about uh leprechauns so oh. i'm gonna hard pass you give up mark I have no idea what that would be. It's Finian's Rainbow. (laughs) Even as you were saying, I was like, oh, it's Finnegan's Wake, which is a different thing. I was thinking Phineas and Ferb. (laughs) (laughs) But that has nothing to do with Leprechaun. Finian's Rainbow is a weird show, Um, but they did make it into a movie, and it got a revival in 2009. All right, Mark, you have one more? Yes. No. Oh, yes, I do. That was only two, wasn't it? Yes, you do. I forgot that I had only done two so far because these ones, no one will guess. (laughs) Perfect. Hey, I got your weird leprechaun movie, so... That's true. These are going to be even more obscure than that, I think. Woo, boy, let's go. Not Darby O'Gill and the Little People? (laughs) No. (laughs) I thought about it, but I couldn't make it work, so... Because it's a film where a young man struggles to decide between following his own dreams or returning to his Irish heritage, meeting a, a movie focused on a leprechaun who has lost his luck. Uh, leprechaun, whichever one is in space. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't know if this fits, but the only thing that came to my mind, what, uh, you mentioned the first one, where it's a uh, kid deciding to pursue his own dreams and go back to his roots. The only thing that came to my mind was Billy Elliot. Is it Billy Elliot? Because no, he's going back to his Irish roots. I don't but... know. He he could be from an Irish sector of New York or whatever. That movie... I don't know. It's a British what movie. The... Oh, and where's Ireland? Near Britain. <laughs> uh, it makes me laugh because... So the second one was starring Warwick Davis... So is it oh. Leprechaun the First? No, it was not. It's not a horror movie. It's a movie focused on Leprechaun who lost his luck. Uh, I have no idea. As you can tell, because they're more obscure, it's more because I just started searching for things and found uh, these movies the that made sense. Is the first one 
Luck of the Irish, but the 1940s one. Hooray! <laughs> All right, I did find that in my searching. For That's this why movie. I thought it was funny, just because it was the exact same title. I'm trying to think of other things with words. Uh, that one episode of Doctor Who where he plays the king of a planet. No. Uh, the Harry Potter movie series where he plays five <laughs> oh, different characters. Oh, no! <laughs> not a leprechaun in that. He's a goblin. Uh, I'm, I'm aware. He's a lot of things in that. He, the, But yes, Harry Potter doesn't have... So Leprechauns. it is a well, very literal title, which they basically do. is exactly the description that I used. <laughs> but... Leprechaun down on his luck. Oh, that's close. Leprechaun, luckless leprechaun. Oh, that's How even closer. How the leprechaun got his groove back. <laughs> <laughs> it is called a very unlucky leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> also, there are leprechauns mentioned in the Harry Potter books, it's in the fourth yes, book. Yes, they're at the, the fourth book at the World Tournament of Quidditch or whatever. Yes, I remember. They give out galleons that disappear because it's Leprechaun. That's gold. the magical creature mascot for the Irish team. Right. I remembered. But to my point, they're not featured throughout the series. And they're featured not, at that one point in the And that's not one of the characters that Warwick Davis plays. Correct. True. So I guess we should say for the listeners to, because I'm sure everybody knew, Harry Potter talk. Everybody Harry Potter knew talk these very obscure Warwick movies Davis. called hey, The Luck I of the Irish of from 1948 and also meets a very unlucky leprechaun. Very well. <laughs> Great Googling, Mark. Yep. <laughs> All right. My final one here. A film about Irish characters learning about their family's past and reconciling with their estranged father and scenes of them getting incredibly lucky. Meets, a Disney Channel original movie where a teenage boy who is a star athlete learns that he is the child of a mythical creature and his body starts going under very unusual changes. 13th year is the second one. Uh, <laughs> 13th year is correct. It's the first one Boondock Saints. The first one is Boondock Saints. <laughs> It's it's Boondock Saints meets the thirteenth year. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, I thought oh that was Sarah, wasn't it? I was I thought somebody already did that one. But I, I did. Guess it but was Sarah. I was just like Irish brothers meet their father, and I'm just like Boondock Saints. And getting incredibly lucky. What are you going to use the stupid fucking rope for? <laughs> uh, I had a professor once who out like completely separately just said something about something about a firefight and i just sat there in class and were like there was a there fire was a fire fight but what about instead of six minutes with one gun it was one man with six guns hmm? that movie is great i love that movie i haven't seen that in a long time the friend i watched it with the first time during the cat scene was like you have to watch this scene very closely so i'm just staring at the tv and then the cat explodes and i just lost my mind it's so ridiculous like i'm very like i don't want to watch movies where animals get killed but that is so ridiculous and so like beyond normal things that I just was laughing on the floor for about 10 minutes because it's so the thing stupid. Is, the thing is, for that scene, it is so shocking. <laughs> like, it's not... They're not trying to torture a cat, no. which would be unwatchable. It's, it's like, Nor is the cat being mistreated, which would be unwatchable. It's like the it's toaster scene. Instant death. In um, Pulp Fiction, where it's just... Oops! Startled! Cat, like something dies like it's that sort of thing where you're like what 
uh, okay, we're done now. <laughs> Anywho, let's okay. go on to our second game, which is alternate taglines. A word or phrase you would see in the movie poster for this film that encapsulates the theme, though possibly misses the point. Sarah, you don't have any, but would you mind looking up if Disney had any for this and giving them. us the real ones? Checking. While she's checking, Mark, you can start us off uh, telling our listeners what they would see in the movie poster for this film. The luck of the Irish. Do you feel lucky, punk? And before Carl <laughs> says anything... I know it's not actually the correct quote, but I liked it better. <laughs> I, I figured you would correct me on it, but I liked this way better. <laughs> yeah, I personally, I I liked your delivery. I wasn't going to correct you, though. I've, I've heard it a million times. Yeah. But uh, I would have Maybe changed it Maybe the listeners to, will, will correct us. I personally would have changed it to, uh, do you feel lucky? Boyle? <laughs> huh? Do ya? That would work, too. But that's just my personal preference. Anyway, uh, my first one here is the luck of the Irish. He's got little knowledge of his family history and an even shorter heritage. Boo. <laughs> let you are... take care of the wordplay this time. <laughs> there are no taglines. There are no taglines? None. Well, there probably wasn't a poster. There was definitely a poster. I've seen the poster. Yeah, there's a picture of a poster, but the IMDb oh, didn't says, have any taglines. Kid today, leprechaun tomorrow on the poster. Perfect. <laughs> oh, that is that is the level of tagline you can expect. <laughs> uh, because when I was looking up Smart House, I saw the tagline for Smart House on the poster, and all it was was Smart House. Their new house has a mind of its own. Oh. Very disappointing. Mark, go ahead. <clears throat> this goes along with the lines of stuff that I was mentioning earlier, and I'm assuming that most people won't understand it because it is a deep-cut reference, but... The luck of the Irish. A salute to all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> Which yeah. is a quote directly from the Muppet show at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that the Muffets would, you know, be that political. Well, it was Sam Eagle that says it, so... Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> he he can be that political. Yeah. All right, my final one here is, The luck of the Irish, never make a bet with an Irishman. That's the lesson that I took away from it, or the theme running throughout this film. If you, you could have made that the lesson. I already found a different lesson. So... <clears throat> that brings us to a third game, which is the TV Guide game. A description of the plot of the film you would find in a TV Guide or Netflix description, which is accurate, though perhaps misses the point. Whew. Uh, Mark, you are... Oh, you know what? I should start us off. I have... Unusually, I have more of this one than the last game. I'll start us off. We've got the plot of Luck of the Irish is... A child's interest in the past leads to a compulsive gambler betting everything on a junior high school sport. When her parents force her to join academic groups instead of pursuing her dream of basketball, a young girl gets the help of a leprechaun to make her dream come true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I still yeah, want to yeah, hear yeah. Sarah just make one up, but. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> 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 you you inhaled as if like <gasps> okay here we go two parents 
learned that family issues could be settled better if they learned to lie earlier. <laughs> Not bad. Better than some I've written. My next one. A successful boy who never had to work for anything learns what life is like for everyone else and decides he'd rather risk becoming a slave forever than live like a normal person. <laughs> I'm glad that you wrote that because it's similar to one that I thought of and didn't write down. All right, this is my last one. After learning of his Irish roots, one student takes over his school's heritage day to tell everyone that they are all Americans now so their cultural histories <laughs> don't matter. I mean, that is very much the uh, the lesson the father was trying to get across to Kyle in the early of the film. I'm from Cleveland. It's just like, who cares where you're from? You're an individual. <laughs> My final one here. Uh, <clears throat> a film both about and representative of the history of Americans, where a female person of color has to work exceedingly hard to get the privileges a white male gets for nothing and takes for granted. Hmm... <laughs> I mean, he has mixed species privilege. <laughs> yes, but he's not discriminated against it. They and don't that know. gives him, and it gives him a certain amount of privilege. That's because they don't know his terrible history. See, I really wanted to work in something because he does all this to get his luck back for his family, right? So in the end, this presumably he goes on with still having luck for the rest of his life. So after having to work for all that, he basically learned nothing. Yeah, yeah. So... His life is not going to change. This is this is a rare example of the hero's journey, where at the end of the journey, he just returns home and lives life the way he was yeah, before. Yeah, and nothing has changed. Maybe sometimes he feels bad about it now. My <laughs> Maybe. Maybe sometimes. My question is, does some of that luck rub off on his dad? Or is it like one of those things where like, he and his mom never get sick and everything good happens to him, and his dad is just kind of like the sitcom schlub dad who's like, oh, everything bad happens to me and my family's perfect. Yeah, probably. I don't think it works for the dad because he's not a part of the clan, or can you marry into the clan? I mean, he did, didn't he? Right, well... That's why they were mad at know. him. That goes back but to the... But the clan is, didn't accept him. The question is, is the blood the juice? Is the blood the juice? <laughs> Because if the blood is the juice, then the luck can't carry over. Yeah, if the, it's, the if, blood can't flow. If if the luck is more, like if the luck has to stay with the leprechauns, then the dad is probably like, I'm over here getting the flu and like and just falling over my feet, and you guys are just la di don over there. His parents are getting divorced. What I, is what I'm saying eventually because of the resentment. I mean, oh, it's not it, that it, the father's going to be 90 and the mom's yeah, going to look right. exactly no, the way she is now. eventually the fact that the mom is so perfect and has all this luck and nothing bad ever happens to him and he's over here getting sick all the time and having to work like a normal human is going to lead to resentment. Yeah, he's probably going to resent his son too, just like all of his son's and friends will begin to resent drinking, him. And he's just going to end up a Now bum. that's a wild <laughs> leap that drinking would be his outlet. I'm just saying. Maybe... Hey, maybe he's just going to have anger issues. Maybe he'll turn to heroin. Maybe he'll have why, an affair why pick with a drinking out of human. all the available options. The point is, there are going to be more family problems in the future. Especially you know what now else we never that talked his mother's about? made up her relationship with her father, and it's just going to be more leprechauns, and he's going to feel more left out. We also never talked about Grandpa's beard. How it just kind of appeared all of a sudden, and then went away again. <laughs> oh, the, the beard was... Leprechauns have beards, and his human disguise doesn't have a beard. Right, and Kyle wasn't old enough for a beard. 
because he's a baby leprechaun. He is a baby leprechaun. He's only 13, and anyway, his grandfather's like 300 years old. Let's go on to our reviews, starting, of course, with our infamous potato scale, telling our listeners what they can expect to feel when watching this movie in terms of our relationship with potatoes. And one of you can take it away as I look up our scale and determine my review. You think I have this looked up, you monster. Sometimes you do. So... Historically, I always never prepare. Always never. I actually wrote some things, so I guess I'll have to start while everyone That's else looks things up. Mark is a... Mark is the Bonnie! Oh, boy. I thought he was the old man. <laughs> so... I'm kind of tried to come up with a new one, and I'm not sure if it works, so I wrote down real ones too, but, but after the, so I, so I watched this. Tell me your new review is not Potato Famine. Is it Potato Chips? I Please watched this a chips. week ago, and I said, I can't think of any potato that describes this, and I said, that means there's no potatoes, it's Potato Famine. <laughs> And now Carl ruined the joke. Oh, no! <laughs> uh, I thought Lord. someone was going to do potato chips, because I don't think we have potato chips. Uh, I swear we, don't. we do. Did we don't? I thought, Actually, that's, I thought that's we not did. bad. I might do potato chips. Yeah. So I I did say, I mean, I, I, I wrote down this potato famine because I thought it was kind of funny and I had to make up a thing to make it work. But... Uh. <laughs> um. I, as we have discussed, there were, I mean, I think it had really good acting as far as, like, you get some of those Disney Channel movies are just really cheesy and almost unwatchable just because they don't, like, sometimes I feel like they just act over the top on purpose and they, they're all that similar way. And this way just seemed kind of uh, as believable as it could be to be a leprechaun movie. So, so, um, but I, there was still a lot of stuff missing and plot holes and things that I just didn't care for. So I put potato skins because just not enough there for a full movie, but there were parts that I enjoyed. And I put also ribbon potatoes because it does have that quirky, fun feel to it. Just, they're, they're chasing around evil leprechauns, but have like happy ska music playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just kind of ridiculous fun, even though there's supposed to be important things happening. And there was never really anything that was, like, scary, even though you have the evil leprechaun trying to take over the world. He's not trying to take over the world, he's just trying to steal. He wanted to be king of the leprechauns, and then he said he was going to take over America, which says to me he wants to take over the rest of the world, too. But... I don't know. So I had potato skins, ribbon potatoes, but also potato famine? Question <laughs> mark. Sure, I'll put it in. I'm sorry I ruined your joke. Uh, it's also. I just thought it was funny that I before I even said anything, you're like, it's not this, is it? <laughs> well, I I thought, what is the most, what's the most iconic Irish potato? Oh wait, it was a national tragedy. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't go with that one. <laughs> Oh. Um, so I went with Mr. Potato Head, which is don't think too much. Because literally every time we tried to think too much about how any of this worked, about we got down juice. to the juice, uh, weird leprechaun pregnancy, all sorts of, like, 
just should not think about how leprechauns work or how the luck works or how any of that works. Leprechaun lore should not be thought of. Um, so just don't try to understand it. Just enjoy it. And I'm going to go with Carl's new one that he just put in. Do you want to explain it? <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, so I put in potato chips based on Sarah's recommendation. Just, you know, it's a, it's a light hearted thing. It's, it's a snack of a movie. There's not a lot of substance. You're not going to survive. It's not going to fill you. But, like, it's fun. It's fresh. It has exciting flavors. I don't know. It's crunchy. I don't know how that applies to movies. But it's just light and fun. So, potato chips. I'm just surprised we didn't have that already. But it does Fair. make a lot more sense for, for this movie. <laughs> Okay, who put what is this on our reviews? <laughs> we will get back to that in a second, but my potatoes for this, I am obviously going to use uh, potato chips as well. I think that it's both thematically accurate and I feel like every Disney Channel original film is going to get this because it's they're very not offensive. They're very lighthearted. They're trying to get a single message across. There's not a huge amount of substance to it. A lot of the characters are one note. Like, the, the three main characters of this are Kyle, Bonnie, and Russell. And every single one is very one note. They, have, they each have kind of an arc, but at the end of it, none of them really change that much. Um, I think the other one that came to my mind... Oh, it was Gold Potatoes. The, um... The final game in this, I was proud of Kyle, and I was proud of him performing at the traditional Irish games as well. And I particularly liked the uh, the song at the end, where it was very uplifting, um, it was very representative of what the film was trying to get across. It's a film about heritage and how we all have it and how we should all try to get along and celebrate our individuality while making our country good. And I think that's a message that more people should subscribe to. Uh, so, uh, maybe instead of gold potato, maybe gold and mashed potatoes for the reasonings I just gave. So, all together, I have golden mashed potato potato chips. I thought, <clears throat> I know we already had gold potato in there as a rating, but I thought maybe just because it was gold. Oh, yeah, the gold coin. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> so who wrote What Is This on the review scale? That was me. <laughs> you were here for that. I, I don't know what 4i means. I completely forgot. That's my uh, irrational number. That's her number. weird, like, no, not oh, irrational, not imaginary. Imaginary number, yes. Yes, yeah. Anywho, anywho. All right. Our second review scale is a rewatchability scale. Scale from 0 to 10, telling our audience should they go back and watch this film. Who would like to start us off with their review? Who spelled talent with two L's? Not me. Oh. I fixed me. <laughs> I wrote it. Anyway, I give it a six. A six from Sarah. Any particular reason? It's I liked it, but it's it's not up there with Xenon. <laughs> I didn't realize we had a rating for Xenon in our system. Xenon's... I think Xenon's like my my top Disney Channel movie. And You gotta and, understand, Xenon is a noble. And, and Disney it Channel just ranks movies higher. are 
they're not as good as normal movies. They just no. aren't. They're fun. Yeah. They're great. If they're on TV, they're a guilty pleasure. But, like, I'm not going to give them an award. Oh, no. Yeah, no. I I looked at it kind of as... Um, I would rate it higher than average just because of I, I kind of enjoyed watching it, but I know it was not great and wouldn't be way up there with our top-tier movies. So I kind of looked around that range, and I ended at a six and a half. Um, so I get a little bit higher than what Sarah said, but again, that's because I go back and look at the list and compare it to other movies in that range, and I think stuff that I had ranked as a six, I would I would probably prefer to watch this over some of those. <laughs> so I I just bumped it up a little bit just to just because of that. So Have I ended up six and a half. Have you seen Xenon? Nope. See, so you don't know the joy of, one, the slang, and two, the space band. Yeah. No, it's not a space band. It's Protozoa. Protozoa lives on Earth, and they get his music up on the space station. The point is, you have, like, nothing's going to get a higher ranking of the movie that has the joyous song of Zoom, 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 Make My Heart Go Boom, 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 My Supernova Girl. My Supernova Girl. My review is not going to surprise anyone. It's right around both of yours. This may be the closest we've gotten without having an overlap in any single one. But I thought it was both uh, fitting for it and goes along with my previous reviews. I just went with the uh, straight seven. Uh, one, because seven's traditionally a lucky number. It fits right in there. And looking back in the other ones, the other another one I uh, would put in this category... I'd write it at seven, was The Mighty Ducks. They're both same level of lighthearted sports movie with some... This one has more of a supernatural element, but yeah, still pretty good. So if you remember liking it, it's pretty good. That is going to take us towards the final segment, but before we get there, Sarah, can you tell our audience where they can find us online should they choose to do so? Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Retrograding Podcast. You can find us online at Fires... <laughs> Sorry. Retrograding.fireside.fm Correct. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry i like how I, it was a question <laughs> i for some reason my brain froze and i'm like what order do those words go in? i'm like i have all parts of it i have the retrograding i have the fireside where do they fit anyway and our music is done by dominique barnes who continues to be great and our final segment is guys i have learned something today a lesson i took from a line in this film that our audience can mull over in the coming month until our next episode comes out. And it was a line that the old man said while they were at the factory. In fact, I thought it was a line that Mark got a genuine laugh at because it's almost nonsense. Uh, but it's when Riley O'Reilly turns to Kyle and tells him when... Oh, I might do it in Irish, actually. We'll mm. see. <laughs> It'll sound better with an accent. When you make your own shoes, you're the master of your feet. Yep, and that is something that our audience can mull over, and we will catch you guys next time.
I like how you had to clear your throat to clap. <laughs> <laughs> I had to clear my throat to get ready, Mark. I clear my throat regardless of the operation <laughs> I'm about to perform. The T... No, not the TV Guide <laughs> game. Uh, alternate taglines. I mean, they're not... If I, if I started a job there, I would have to have two jobs because they wouldn't pay me enough. But anyway... Now you just have to marry Rich. That's true. That's the goal. Ding. Sarah. It's a picture of a dog. <laughs> of <All right>. course <laughs> it is. <laughs> I should expect nothing less. Uh. Alrighty. 